Welcome to the Cosmic Business Podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer, business coach, and CEO of Weave Your Bliss, a company with the goal to help a million spirit-led entrepreneurs build a cosmic business around their genius so that they can earn wildly well and bankroll the change they want to see in the world. A cosmic business is a new paradigm business that believes in collaboration over competition, building a business around your unique genius, aligning to the planets and your intuition, leading with your values, putting your health and the health of the planet first, treating people fairly and building giving into your business model. Sounds fabulous, right? On this show, I will take you behind the scenes of my thriving multi-six-figure business, including strategy on closing more sales, nurturing your community online, plus astrological insights to optimize your business and life. We'll also feature conversations with spirit-led business owners, creatives, and change makers to inspire you. I'm coming to you from our regenerative farm in rural Maine, my happy place, where we are currently creating space to welcome community for retreat and earth reconnection. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about five ways you can use ChatGPT now without dehumanizing your business. The reason that I chose this title is because I've been connecting with you all on Instagram about ChatGPT, whether or not you're using it, why or why not. And it seems a lot of you are steering away from it because of a perception that it is antithetical to your values of creating connection or just supporting overall humanity. And sometimes it seems like it might be based in misunderstanding of actually how to use this tool. So in this episode, I wanted to myth bust a bit. Because if this is you, if this feels relevant, you are missing out on something that in a matter of time will be as ubiquitous as the internet. (laughs) And it could also supercharge your business. So I want to talk about some specific ways you can use it that you may not have even realized yet, because there's been so much focus on writing content for you. And there's just so many other things you could be using ChatGPT for. And remember, ChatGPT is as good as those who are using it. So we are training it for better or for worse. Okay, before I jump in, if you are giving back in your business or you would like to be giving back more, I'd also love to hear from you. I'm doing some research for a book and your contributions will help me know what would be most helpful to you and even what tools we can create to support you. There's a link in the show notes to fill out a quick survey. It shouldn't take you more than five minutes. And I am so, so grateful. And also, if you feel ready to please do sign the 2K for Change pledge. This is a pledge that states you're planning to give $2,000 back in 2024 from the overflow of your business. You can also learn more about this pledge at the link in the show notes. And please do consider signing. We are hoping to have 5,000 people sign. That means $10 million from our community going back to local, nationwide, worldwide organizations to make change in our world. So I want to tell you a story before we jump in here to talk about ChatGPT. So around 30 years ago, around when the internet came out, there was a prominent guru who told his community to not go on the internet, to ignore the internet, to just focus on their spiritual practice and not learn anything about the internet. So everyone I've met from that community has pretty much followed that. In fact, I haven't met anyone who's like super internet savvy from that community. 
it's hard to go against your guru, right? And when they say something like that, it's like, well, I need to listen to that. And so I've noticed that even after his passing, a lot of the people in that community still kind of follow that to some extent. But I've noticed that some of them struggle with making things happen in the modern world because of that limitation. So on the one hand, this might have benefited their practice. I hope it did. That's wonderful because the internet is distracting, right? I am of the mind though that we have to be in the world. And if we are, you know, not a yogi in a cave, we're here doing business, we're here with relationships, we're a householder, (laughs) we have responsibilities. We cannot ignore the internet completely. We have to know what's going on because if you have children, for example, they're going to be on the internet and then you're going to not know what they're doing and what they're up to, right? I feel like the domination of the internet is fully realized. It is like fire. We have to use it appropriately. Fire can burn, it can destroy, but it can also warm our houses. So it's how you use it. And I feel the same will be true for AI in about 10, in about five years time. I think it'll be pretty dominant. There's a lot of ways that I'm already using it that feel so important. They just feel so useful. And so I'm, I'm going to share some of those tools here too, because for one, Otter AI is one tool that I use, which I transcribe Zoom calls. It summarizes the notes and also. I can just put a podcast episode in there and create a transcript. I've made transcripts for my courses. So it's really expedited certain things in my business that I used to have somebody do manually. And so then I have to get it back and go through the transcript. You still have to go through the transcript, but it happens instantaneously for you to get that transcript back. Another app I've been experimenting with is called mim.ai, which it's kind of like a second brain. Tiago Forte is the guy who made this concept of using things like Notion or other note-taking apps as a second brain. So that's why I'm kind of using air quotes when I say second brain. It's searchable. So it's a cool way to store ideas and information, things that you pull from the internet so that you can then easily find things within this information stream and it acts like a second brain. So of course, there's also ChatGPT which has the ability to harness the power of the internet and create powerful ways to shorten pathways, give you more time to be a human, do your practices and more, right? So as my teacher, friend and client, Dr. Robert Sumboda says, you have to live with reality or reality will come to live with you. Actually, his mentor said that and he added at the least convenient time. So AI is reality right now, whether we like it or not. And if those of us with a more positive outlook aren't training this system, it could have more negativity programmed into it. So without further ado, I want to share with you five ways to use ChatGPT without going against your values, without becoming dehumanized in your business. And there are way more, but these are ones I've personally used that came to mind right away. So the first one is to reformat things you've written elsewhere. Okay, so we're taking information you've already created, your own personal ideas, And we are asking ChatGPT to create other value ads for other platforms. So this saves you time because if you wrote a newsletter about something, if you created a podcast, you could have the podcast transcript turned into a blog post, for example. Or you could take a newsletter and have it reformatted as a LinkedIn or an Instagram post. So basically, you use ChatGPT to clean up what you've done and and put it in that new format. So I've also used ChatGPT to take a dictated newsletter, something I spoke into my Voxer app. So Voxer is an app that I use with my clients, but I also have a section on there that's just notes to myself. 
You can transcribe them, cut and paste it, send it to yourself. When I get on my desktop, I take it, put it into ChatGPT and have it clean it up and turn it into a newsletter. I'm pretty good at dictating these newsletters because I've been writing them for so long that I have like the format in mind. So you're not just throwing a bunch of ideas that you can try that, but you will probably have to do a lot more cleaning up in ChatGPT. But this allows you to create a newsletter while you're walking the dog or as it was the case for me two weeks ago, as was the case for me two weeks ago when I had to kind of urgently go to be with a family member. I realized that I didn't have anything for my newsletter the next day and I was driving for six hours. And so I sat quietly in my car driving, thought about what the topic was, and then I dictated that topic. I sent it to my assistant who then took it, transcribed it, put it through ChatGPT, and then put it into my newsletter program, ConvertKit. And then I just went in there and looked at it briefly and set it up to be sent the day after. So these are ways we can expedite these processes. Okay. So you can reformat something you've written elsewhere and then you can take what it pops out for you and you can make it sound more like yourself. I was the originator of these ideas. I'm just using this tool to make the flow go faster. So the second thing is to research topics. So this has been really helpful when I want to know about things. So just a reminder, they have to be things that are before September 2021, which is what ChatGPT is trained for. They haven't updated it yet. So this is like historical information, concepts. Like I asked it, you know, what's the origin of the imposter complex or the imposter syndrome? And I got all this information. So you can ask it questions like that and it can give you the information that it has been trained on. So beware, ChatGPT is not always correct. But you can ask it where you can go to double check its facts and it will give you some ideas. And I definitely recommend that, especially if you're using this to help you research a book or you're trying to write a scholarly article or something like that. You definitely want to double check. But this can help you kind of think about things in a broader way with some other context that you may not have thought of. You can ask it questions like what gets in the way of somebody collaborating more effectively in their business, right? And then it gives you some ideas that you can then work from. Maybe you have five ideas and it gives you five other ones and you're like, hmm, some of those are valuable. And then you can create your own thoughts about those specific ideas or ask it more details if you don't understand what those ideas are. So this is a really powerful way to use this tool to kind of scour the internet for you, you know, so you don't have to go do that yourself. You can get a kind of distillation of the ideas. Number three is to analyze data create tables and distill information for you. So you can share data with ChatGPT and have it analyze that data and say, give recommendations for how you can increase one number over the other. So like you could take your stats of your social media over the last month and ask it to give you recommendations. You could actually give it the titles of all your blog posts and see if it can improve each one. Like you could give it a a blog post and have it... And this is kind of going into number four here. But you could have it like recommend better titles for you. Um, so you can give it writing samples. This is another cool thing that I've done. You can give it writing samples of your writing and have it analyze your writing for style, tone, pacing, and more. And then create a baseline of info you can then use to help ChatGPT get your voice right when you are writing. So basically, this would be part of an initial prompt, which is the thing you're putting into ChatGPT to kind of help it understand what it is that you want. And so you're a prompt engineer when you're working with ChatGPT. So you want to become a good prompt engineer. But you can actually start a prompt with this baseline of information about you and your voice 
so that as it's working on a piece of content for you, it can get things more in your voice and your flow. Okay. So number four, as I said, are titles. This is really helpful. You can have ChatGPT act like an expert copywriter and come up with the most SEO ready and searchable titles for podcasts, blogs, subjects, etc. You can ask it for a number. You can say, write 10 SEO-ready and easily searchable titles for a podcast. And you could say about and give it keywords and concepts and, and thoughts. Or you could literally paste a part of the... Sometimes a transcript can be too long. So if you have a shorter like paragraph of what is essentially the topic, it can create like 10 potential titles for you. So this can be really helpful when you're stuck also with the subject of a newsletter. Usually newsletters aren't too long to plug in. So you could put a newsletter of 600 words in and say, can you please create 10 really magnetic titles that will make people want to open my newsletter (laughs) and see what you get. So this can be really helpful when you're staring at the blank page. And I think this is what we're trying to get at is that we're helping people get past the blank page. So number five, this freaking blew my mind. You can have ChatGPT create code for you. So this is crazy. I had this idea of adding a counter to the pledge page. And I went in and I said to ChatGPT, I would love to create a counter for a page on my website on, on a Squarespace website. And then I gave it you know, all the parameters. So it's Squarespace. There's a form in ConvertKit. Every time someone fills out that form and submits it, I want the counter to go up. And what came out was a full code and even had some warnings about keeping the API private. So what came out was the code, but then also there were some warnings that it gave me about keeping the ConvertKit API private and potential cache issues. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I had to look it up too. Cache is how often a website pings something. So I asked further questions to clarify, you know, how do I, you know, what is too much? How do I know if my code will be pinging the API too many times, you know? And in the end, after I had gotten clear about all these different details of how to set up, you know, a separate system to house the API and all of these different things that I, I just learned by talking to this robot, essentially. So at the end, I asked it to create a step by step list of actions for me to take to set this up and to treat me like I am completely new to coding. And it did. So. You can create codes for things of many different natures to add to your website with giving it the certain parameters. And you can even have it teach you how to code by asking it for step-by-step information. So this is really useful, right? Like if you don't have somebody who's handling your website day-to-day or you don't have time to learn coding or you have an assistant who could use ChatGPT on your behalf and get these things done more quickly... It's super, super helpful. Okay. So here are some things to keep in mind. First of all, ChatGPT4, the paid version is going to get you way better results. The free version has been t- trained on a smaller amount of data. So ChatGPT4 sounds more robust and it's about $20 a month. So I think it's highly worth it once you get in and you start using it. You can also opt out from having ChatGPT take your info and add it to the data set it is using in the whole of the world. So I'll link to the show notes and how you do that. They don't really want you to do that because they want to have all this data. But I personally don't want them using my own data in the huge data set because I'm writing original things and I don't want those just fed in there and then 
somebody to be able to say, you know, write this in the style of Paula Crossfield, which you can also do with a lot of people's stuff that's out there already. So, and they may already be able to do that, but I don't think I'm famous enough for that yet. (laughs) But you can do that with people like Dr. Robert Svoboda because we tried it. So if you are a person who is known in the world, you could try to have ChatGPT write something in your voice and see how that sounds because it may already have access to a bunch of information that already has your voice. Definitely don't ever share private information on ChatGPT. It's just not safe. Even if you've signed this opt-out form, you just definitely don't want to do that. Um, so like when I was talking about data earlier, you don't want to share like your financial data. You definitely don't want to share like passwords or any information like that. I think you know that, but just to say to be safe. Also, you have to be good at creating prompts. So you might go back and listen to my episode a few months back with Abhinav Chetan, who talks about this. But briefly, in a prompt, you want to tell ChatGPT to act like a specific type of person. So an expert copywriter, for example, you tell it the context of your request. So if it is directed at a specific audience, you can describe the audience. Tell it what you would like for it to do. So write 10 blog post titles dialed in for SEO, for example. You can also tell it how long to make the output, what not to include, examples of things that you would like for it to reference, the tone to take, and more. You can keep refining by asking more questions over time. When you're in a specific dialogue, so each of those are called chats. And so each chat is like an ongoing conversation. You can even come back to it later and still continue the conversation. So you can keep asking questions and you can even ask it if it understands the request. And if there are questions, it could ask you to make the request clearer. So it will ask you a series of questions to get more clarity. And then if you answer those questions, you're going to get a better answer from ChatGPT. You can also query ChatGPT if you don't yet know what exactly you want to ask. So you can have it actually help you write a prompt. You can tell it to ask like a professional prompt engineer for ChatGPT and have it design a prompt to solve problem X for audience Y and see what it comes up with. We'll like ask it what kind of prompt I would write for ChatGPT to make that happen. I know it sounds really meta, but (laughs) the power of this tool is pretty exponential. So again, it can be helpful to create a voice playbook for yourself. Like I described above in the data section, you basically want to have ChatGPT analyze a couple of pieces of your writing and have it create a clear distillation of tone, style, pacing, etc. So this can be used as common instructions across the platform or inside a particular chat if you are not just using it for your business. And of course, always double check your facts as ChatGPT can get facts wrong. I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. And as of now, it doesn't know anything that happened after September 2021. So it cannot respond to current events or do research any time between now and then. So with ChatGPT4, you can use plugins to get around this. So I, that's another reason I highly recommend that you sign up for ChatGPT4 and at least experiment with it for a month. I also definitely recommend connecting with Abhinav Chetan if this is something you want personalized support with. He's a great resource and has offerings that can help you with this. Okay, I hope this is helpful and that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cosmic Business Podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review for us so other spirit-led entrepreneurs can find out about us. I want to thank Team Podcast for production support on this podcast 
as well as the musicians of the music that we're listening to now. Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantu Ledesma from an album Fragments of a Season, which you can check out wherever you listen to music. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you on a future episode.